Welcome to WP Tonic Roundtable Podcast, where a panel of leading WordPress junkies discusses the latest WordPress and internet stories of the week. Now, on with the show with your moderator, Jonathan Denwood. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Roundtable show. This is episode 568. We recorded this on Friday, the 12th of February, 2021, at around 8.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Got my normal panel, great panel, and I've got Matt Medeus joining us from the Matt Report. It's going to be a fantastic show. I'm going to let the panel quickly introduce themselves, and then we're going to be off with our main WordPress and internet stories of the week. So, Sally, would you like to quickly introduce yourself? Uh, sure. I'm Sally Getch, the WP fan girl, and if you're fortunate, you might see my cats on the show. Now, got Heather, Heather the Unicorn Whisperer. Would you like to uh, introduce yourself? Uh, yeah, I'm Heather Wild-Renzi. I am the uh, Digital Solutions Lead at The Difference, and I am the author of Birth of Unicorn. And I've got Matt Medeus. Have you finished pulling the arrows out your back, actually, Matt? <laughs> no, no, they're, they're still firing at me. Actually, it's only uh, been a week. Oh, it's only over the week. He, he's... Well, I'm going to let him speak for himself. Um, I've got Spencer. Spencer, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure, Spencer Foreman from LaunchFlows.com. And I've got a returning special guest, got Andrew Palmer. Andrew, would you like to quickly introduce yourself? Yep, I'm Andrew Palmer. You can find out all about me at thisisandrewpalmer.com. Great. Um, before we go into the main stories um, that we're going to be discussing, I want to mention one of our great sponsors, that's Kinsta Hosting. Kinsta Hosting is a WordPress hosting provider only. If you've got a performance site like WooCommerce, a learning management, a large membership site, and you're looking for a quality hosting provider, you could do a lot worse than Kinsta. Kinsta hosts all their websites using Google Cloud technology, plus another suite of amazing hosting technology, which will make your site a speed machine. So if that sounds interesting, go over to Kinsta, have a look at their packages, and I suggest that you go and buy one. If you do do that, please tell them that you heard about them on the WP Tonic show. It helps Kinsta, and it really helps support the show. So into the stories, and story one is WordPress community, WL Matt Marinweg. Um So, Matt, um, like I was saying um, before we went live, I listened to the show three times. Every time I listened to it, my attitude towards it changed to some extent. But it was a bit of a ride, wasn't it, Matt? Yeah, it was, I mean, it was interesting. Everything I, uh, I've, I've always said about my interviews with Mullenweg and many people have before, he's a, he's, he's a seasoned interviewer. He knows what not to say. He knows how to frame things. He knows how to, um, you know, take you on that roller coaster ride of, you know, trying to dismantle the situation and move to a different topic. Um, a lot of folks wanted me, look, at the surface, everyone, everyone loves a good sort of, uh, uh, I don't know, reality TV show or some kind of dramatic uh, debate. I, for myself, having interviewed him before, I do appreciate the fact that I'm able to get yeah. a CEO of a billion-dollar company on the show. 
Yeah. And it's and it and it can't be this reality TV show of you know you're just in this for the money. It's not going to get any of us anywhere. It's not valuable content, and it just diminishes the relationship of any chance of the community's voice getting getting heard. I said at the top of the show in the monologue in the top of the podcast that this was actually if if you I guess listen um, in between the Mullenweg lines, this is the most vulnerable I feel he's ever been. Like th- this is the most. I've ever heard him as, as much as we had to go around the, the, the bend to get to it, say that Jetpack is finally running as a business and it's here to win the low cost free uh, crowd, uh, which complements one of our other stories today here very nicely. Um, and that, Coincidentally, he really wasn't thinking too much of the, you know, the blue collar digital workers that I refer to myself as in the WordPress space and the builder space. He kind of just came out and said, like, he's trying to pay attention to, to that crowd more as if they are sort of non-existent in the space, which is just mind boggling to me. So I think he left himself very vulnerable in those two points. Um, and I thought about and I actually thought about dissecting a lot of his responses in the top of the podcast, maybe doing it like another breakdown. But I figured, you know what? I'll put the content out there and, and see what the reaction is, see how people read into what he's doing. Um, yeah, there's things that he likes to do is, you know, he, when, when you ask him about uh, certain things and he says, well, you know, this is, this is how conspiracy theorists <laughs> are born. It's like, wait a minute. What you're trying well, to that, do is, is that, that say that what the, I'm that, talking about is conspiracy. I'm just the guy that, who's giving his his critique yeah. uh, on this on this space. You don't just say everyone is a conspiracy theorist because they have a thought or an idea. That's very dangerous, as we know from the real world <laughs> of, mm. of today. So um, anyway, at the end of the day, I think it was his most vulnerable points where he's, he said some things and, um, and, and I, and I do see his point. Look, at the end of the day, I also think that he does. And I told him this, he does way too much, way too much, you know, as a CEO, I I think he's like, I I take learning the, from the builder's space very personally. Like, and and he's like trying to shoulder this man, don't shoulder this. You're not good at it. (laughs) Find somebody who is good at it to be uh, uh, the person, the boots on the ground with the quote unquote rest of us. Don't try to do it. Don't try to do all these products, you know, all at once. Give yourself some, some breathing room. (laughs) It's, it's, you know, that's just my take on it. If I were a CEO, I wouldn't be trying to do this and own this and control everything. Put people in place that um, are going to do really well at being a community person um, to represent the rest of us. Not just designers and developers. I think that can I, if I just interject, I think oh. part of his no, issue. There, sorry, John, go ahead. I think I think part of Matt's no, issue is that he's put himself in that position. You know, he's put himself in that position of being community leader, community guy. I've met him a couple of times at a couple of word camps. Unbelievably approachable for a for, you know for a CEO of a billion dollar a year company. You couldn't walk up to anybody else and go. Hi, Matt. I'm Andy. How are you doing? You know, and tell him what you're doing and, and, and engage him for 15 minutes. You know, 15 minutes with Matt Mullenberg is, is amazing. You know, you had an hour with him or, or however longer because he has got some insights. You know, I had similar conversations with Mike Little, who's the co-founder of WordPress and often gets forgotten, you know, because he's st- sitting up here in... Yeah, except in February. Well, yeah, quite exactly. But, you know, he's in the UK. He's doing a lot of stuff in the WordPress space, still a contributor 
still whatever. But Mac gets it all because he's, you know, automatic and jetpack and all the controversy over the $5,000 website, which again, I commented on your YouTube channel as well. And it's very difficult for us as users to bite the hand that feeds us, right? It's That's one of the hardest things because both Mike and Matt, yes, they forked a, another CMS and made it into WordPress and it's grown into this monolith of for now 40% of the web. How do you criticize people for that with heart and with, with integrity? It's really difficult for us as mere mortals to, to say, guys, you're doing it wrong. You know, you, you need a PR guy. You need a, a chief, another chief exec. You go off and be the chairman. You go off and be the, the masthead and let somebody else run this business now because actually as a 37-year-old or 36-year-old guy now, maybe all of these hats that you're wearing is, is, is too much. And you managed to say that, which is good. But we've got to be very careful about criticising success. And that's that's my view on it. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I take that. Well, um, Spencer, the great leader seems a bit sensitive to criticism, doesn't he? I would be sensitive to criticism because he's very good at, you know, the interview was terrific. Of course, kudos to Matt on that, uh, Maderos. But the, what I think it reveals is that he is still perhaps far too involved emotionally and personally in the decision tree of a large enough organization that in the real world would normally have six, seven layers between him and the action steps, whereas now it's one layer. And there are businesses like that that we've seen grown, including Amazon. But even in Amazon, it wasn't as if Jeff Bezos was ever seen to be making the decision personally. I mean, maybe for press purposes. Whereas there does seem to be still a lot of direct evidence, if not anecdotal, that Matt is literally fingers in the pie on a lot of stuff going on. I mean, the conversation that was interesting to me was about WooCommerce, um, Jetpack, I don't believe, I have to reread it, that he ever came out and revealed that it's a Trojan horse and it's a do as we say, not as we do. But I think you can read between the lines that that's exactly what's going on here. And in the WooCommerce space, it's interesting because he referred to like WooCommerce as day one. And I do see that myself, that with 23% of the e-commerce share, WooCommerce is like the bastard stepchild in the real world press compared to Shopify. And yet, it kills it in terms of its capability and its existing set of plugins. The difficulty is that, and again, smartest developer I've ever met, but Mike Jolly, who runs the team of developers, does not know a single thing about marketing. And so the plugin has no native concept of what people are using WooCommerce for. It's, and you can read in his own comments when Mike Jolly is presented with, why do I need all these add-ons? It's like, because uh, it'd be too hard for us to undo what was already there. Well, those are the things that make me interested of why doesn't Matt, too many Matts, by the way, sorry, Mullenwag, get his hands into the pie of saying, okay, here's an opportunity of I'm going to be involved. Where's the real money at? The real money is definitely going to be in the e-commerce space. Maybe we can fix WooCommerce now in the ways that we didn't fix the rest of the plugins or the Jetpack stuff because that ship has sailed. But the WooCommerce thing, if it's really day one, We've got a chance here before we go too far down the road of maybe we bring in the players and and work out something. But I don't I, I don't have an optimistic attitude that that's going to happen because the venture capitalists want it all for themselves. 
So it'll be a continuing okay. source of, you know, feast and famine. Thanks. So, Heather, I don't know if you had the opportunity to listen to it, to the great interview of the great leader. So, uh, Rob, what did you think? Uh, I mean, I just agree that, or I, I disagree that um, somebody like Matt wouldn't be involved in the day-to-day things. I mean, we've seen a lot of flat hierarchies, and um, uh, this is a company that does have a flat har- hierarchy for organizations. So um, it's been set up that, that way. And so he he set that up for a reason. That So, I mean, of course he's going to be upset. Uh, he's going to be sensitive about about the criticism, but I mean that just shows what kind of company it is. So that's that's all I got to say about that. All right, Sally, what do you reckon? Uh, well, my first question is is whether uh, <clears throat> uh, uh, Matt Deiros here uh, uh, actually thinks Jetpack is the best way to experience WordPress, or you were just um, uh, making marketing suggestions uh, because it is a good line for marketing, um, and then. One of the things that interested me was the point that, you know, so far uh, companies that make products that are, you know, competitors with Jetpack um, have not gone out of business uh, because that's there. And, you know, possibly if what they put in Jetpack was better than those products, uh, it, it would. But like, really, I, I'm going to use Jetpack forms relative to Gravity forms? Don't think so. I mean, I haven't haven't even looked at them for a while. Um, and, uh, but yes, I mean, you know, if his ambition to have WordPress eat the internet uh, it, it, it succeeds, uh, you know, then there is probably going to be, you know, the, the, the space is, is growing along uh, uh, and <clears throat> therefore, uh, you know, there may indeed be enough room. I mean, I've never felt like there was just like not enough room in, in WordPress. And, um, you know, I, I was really like, you know, competing for my survival against every other <clears throat> WordPress developer. Um, but, uh, you know, does that have to happen? for this to work? And, you know, how is it handled? Because I think that's been a lot of the issue, how things were communicated or were not communicated and how presented with something ambiguous, like the way that announcement about the $5,000 websites came out, it's very easy for people to uh, reach a conclusion uh, that may be inaccurate, uh, <clears throat> Uh, because, uh, you know, they, they weren't given an accurate representation of it. And, you know, misunderstanding something poorly communicated is a little bit different from developing a conspiracy theory. Yeah, I just want to put my bit to you, Matt. Um, when he was talking, there seemed to be three pillars to his argument. One was growth. Growth will solve any fundamental problems in the WordPress community because we're still in we still have the prospect of tremendous growth it's a uh, nobody will lose market share because the overall market is growing so big right his second pillar is it's open source and because it's a, the fundamentals are open source 
you know, you wouldn't get another CEO of the size of Automatic coming on your podcast or um, you wouldn't have access to direct uh, managers that are building functionality as you get with WordPress because it's open source. And the third pillar, what was the third pillar? I've just forgot actually what the third pillar was. Um, but they, they were the, uh, seem to be some of the fundamentals of his argument. Um, I, I personally um, think you can attack those two pillars, and I wish I could remember the third one, but you can definitely attack those two fundamental pillars of his argument. But um, I think there's a bigger problem. I think he, what he doesn't understand is that in some ways we're all fed up with this discussion. And I feel this whole discussion is a, a creation of his own actions because fundamentally um, I want him to build up WordPress.com. I'd rather have WordPress.com have Squarespace's customers I'd rather have WordPress.com have Wix customers and then them be introduced to a really quality WordPress-hosted solution. And then when they outgrow it, they can come and utilise the services of what all of us offer. And because he, he has this fixation with Jackpack and these other elements which in PR terms I think have been disastrous, why he just doesn't concentrate on building WordPress.com to be much better than Squarespace and Wix, I have absolutely no idea. And the second problem is he's at, you know, he utilises this, he's been utilising the same language of community um, for the past five years. But when the community approached him and said, we want WordPress.org to be organised like other open source projects with a organising committee and other democratic structures, they were dismissed. They were treated like somehow they were pariahs and um, like a leading personality, Morton, who used to regularly come on this show, who contributed a lot to the WordPress community. Well, as soon as real power was asked for and for it to be distributed, his action was to just dismiss them. And he can come out with all the community clowry language that he wants to, but his actions really speak much more than his language. What do you reckon, Matt? Well, I mean, I think to address some of the things that Sally said before, um, you know, when you said when Matt Matt Mullenweg might want to have WordPress eat the internet, it's it's a funny saying, because I think what he he's doing, and it is, you know, 98% true, is he wants to do it for good purposes, but there's that 2% of, he knows he also wants to monetize this thing. Um, which again, I felt he was, it was very vulnerable in that, in that discussion that I had with him where he kind of admitted that, I guess, kind of in a roundabout way. Um, that same day. So here's an example. And, and this is why I do what I do. This is why I make YouTube videos about this. this is why I have a podcast about this. And this is why I encourage so many other people 
to do the same thing that I do is that same day, uh, Jetpack, I was working on, and I'm going to get back to Sally's question about Jetpack being the best experience for WordPress. I was helping out somebody that I helped during the pandemic where I installed Jetpack. Why? Because I had zero time <laughs> and I wasn't going to set up Google Analytics and all this other stuff. So I threw Jetpack on the site. Anyway, I went to go update their site, install something else. And when I went to the plugin page, Jetpack said, oh, by the way, uh, if you install something from .org, you might get a virus. That's not, that's not word for word. And I, was, and I tweeted it out and I was just like, this is just bonkers to me. You know, Jetpack came from .org. We're telling people one of the best features of WordPress, which is plugins, is a dangerous thing to do. This is ludicrous, right? And within a, whatever it was, a couple hours, Jetpack went in and, and fixed that. So I'm a strong believer in, in continuing to question the biggest brand in this space who gets to to play both sides of the fence and encourage all of us to 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 not back down from from that questioning and and making your statements heard because where we're going or where jetpack is going especially when full site editing comes like it that is they are going to dominate the free space uh the free to the cheap space and Jetpack will be the best way to experience WordPress. Why? Because there's going to be so much stuff that you're going to just turn on in Jetpack and it's just going to work. And there's going to be a swath of people that just say, oh man, I don't want to go install Gravity. I don't want to have to go install Ninja Forms and get all these add-ons. You know what? Screw it. I'm just going to do Jetpack and that's it. It's going to have everything there for me at this low price. And I'm just going to do it because it's easy. It's right there. I don't want to deal with all this stuff. That's the, 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 the pitch for every other place, like a Webflow and a Wix and a Squarespace. It's all there. Matt needs to sassify the, open, the free versions of WordPress. That is a massive, massive opportunity, as he said, um, you know, on the show. And uh, I think that that's what they'll say. Because for years now, why has WordPress, why do people get angry at using WordPress, the experience of it, because it's seven different plugins, a different theme, another page builder, just all coming together to make this experience in 18 different ways. WordPress needs to, or Automatic and Jetpack needs to bring that experience together in a much smoother fashion. So I think eventually you'll see Jetpack, the best way to experience WordPress for free or $99 a year, right? And that's that's what we're going to see in about a year to two years' time. Um, so anyway, I can see it as potentially the best way to create a quick and simple website. Yeah, I'm not saying I agree with my own statement. Right. But, <laughs> I'm saying yes, that this is I what mean, they will you know, do. <laughs> right. And, and, and I think that's fine for the, you know, for the people for whom it's helpful, uh, you know, go ahead on. But, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's not in all in, cases. In that conversation, when I, I, I think I asked them about forms and Jetpack, maybe I said gravity forms. I, I don't remember off the top of my head. But the first time I asked him about it, he was like, well, this is not a zero-sum game or something like that. WordPress is still growing, so we're not going to take away from other people. And then I brought it back and I said, well, how about a market correction? Does that sound better to you? Like, if there's a market correction and there's 15 plugins, uh, plugin companies out there, which there probably literally are, or if not more, do you feel like as Jetpack grows and that feature of Jetpack continues to get better, that we'll lose four or five of these other small plugin shops that are trying to make a go at it? And he said, well, yeah, that's something that I'm very concerned over. And we do think about that. 
okay, well, so there is going to be a market. Like, so you do kind of see Jetpack as competing with this. Space. It's, I mean, it's okay to say it. It's, it's natural. People are going to make these shifts. Um, you know, and as you know, there's the, there was the whole conversation about turning .org into a proper marketplace. And the simple answer there is he knows it would take away from Jetpack, which I think I did mention at a point, but yeah, I can only did, cram yeah, so yeah. much. I can only cram right. so much into an hour. We need to go for a break. We'll be back in a few moments, folks. LaunchFlows turns your WooCommerce website into a selling machine. We make it easy to create gorgeous sales funnels, no friction checkouts, order bumps, upsells, downsells, and much more. Gain full control over your buyer's journey from the top of your WooCommerce sales funnel all the way to the bottom. Best of all, you can use your favorite page builder, such as Elementor, Divi, Beaver Builder, Gutenberg, or one of the high-converting templates we've included inside. Get rid of the clunky WooCommerce shop pages and checkout process in favor of an optimized buyer flow that instantly increases conversions and makes you more money. LaunchFlows provides one-click order bumps that increase the total value of every sale with a 10 to 30% conversion rate. This is perfect for anyone offering complimentary products, training, or extended warranties. With unlimited upsells and downsells, your buyer's journey doesn't need to end at the checkout. Instead, we make it easy to display a series of additional offers as part of the original transaction. This is perfect for one-time offers, related products, mastermind class offers, high-ticket software sales, or subscription supplements. Not an expert? Don't worry. We've got the training and the consultation you need. WP Launchify will teach you how to get the most out of launch flows with personal consultation on WordPress, WooCommerce, marketing automation, and much more. If you want to earn more money with your WooCommerce online business, you owe it to yourself to try launch flows today. We're coming back. We had a, we've had a feast so far. Um, before we go into um, further discussion, I just want to talk about a webinar me and Spencer are doing on the 12th of March. Uh, yes, uh, um, yes, it's the 12th again, Spencer. We do the... Uh, um, he's, so we're doing actually today, which... No, no. Oh, well, yes, talking, I, I, I saw some note about the 12th and I thought, wait, that's today. <laughs> no, it's the 12th again in March, actually, Spencer. I did double check. Uh, um, <laughs> he looks very worried. <laughs> <laughs> um, the reason why, folks, is we're doing a webinar today, um, but I'm talking about our one in March, which is, um, I presume, going to be around the same subject, you know, how to automate a Learn Dash, Lifter LMS, how to make your membership e-learning course website even a more powerful experience for your students' users. So join us on... Um, the 12th of March at 10.30 Pacific Standard Time. How do you join us to ask live questions? Well, you go to the WP Tonic website and there's a button right in the top navigation that says webinar. You click it and you'll be able to sign up and join us. So, panel, what do you want to do, panel? Do you want to continue our discussion about this interview um, or go on to the other stories. I think Andrew has already decided he wants to talk. Well, I just want more. one thing is, is that I think what we've missed, and I don't know whether we have missed it, because Sally mentioned about, and, and you've mentioned about Wix and, 
everything like that. And we're, I'm an agnostic developer, so we'll do a Wix. Someone wants to come and pay us, and we'll do a Wix site. You know, no doubt about it. Um, and and we're a Shopify partner as well. So you know, I'm I'm really spread across the web. I'm not. I just don't rely on on WordPress. But can we not see that WordPress.com with full site editing of Gutenberg and drag and drop and all this kind of stuff that's going to happen? It, it, it's just going to become the Wix and the Squarespace and the Shopify. Of the, it'd be a one-stop shop. WooCommerce.com, uh, sorry, WordPress.com. Build your website. Build any any kind of website. If you want an auction site, if you want a, 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 an e-commerce site, if you want a brochure site, if you want a photography site, boom. And we've got, guess what, guys? We've got 15,000 free WordPress themes for you to choose from. And here's another 10,000 that are only going to cost you 10 bucks a year. That's what's going to happen. And that's going to happen really soon. I think Jetpack, what Matt said, Matt Medeiros said about Jetpack, I think that's less than a year away. You know, because I've been talking to Jeff, who's, I interviewed Jeff, who was running Jetpack about three or four years ago for elegantmarketplace.com when I was running that. And the stuff they've got under the table is incredible. They've been planning this for years. This is going to be it will knock it will knock out Squarespace for for sure. You know, Wix maybe not because Wix have gone for the SaaS version now. But you know, we've got to watch it. What we do in the web, there's no. You know, somebody said to me the other day, "How do you how do you get so much work on?" Because we do we, we're doing like ten projects a month when there's a hundred thousand web developers out there. You know, there's room. There's room for Woo, for WooCommerce. There's room for WordPress. There's room for Thrivecart. There's room for Joomla. There's room for Drupal. The world is vast, and it, there's a vast amount of people out there that want a website, and they'll choose what they want, and they'll normally choose the easiest way, which is going to be WordPress.com in less than 48 months, easily. Yes, well, I think possibly they might normally choose whatever has been advertised the most because that's what they know exists. And, and you know, I, I have certainly seen a lot of advertising or heard a lot of advertising from uh, Wix and from Squarespace. Yeah, but I don't, I don't see anything wrong with it. Because uh, basically if um, WordPress.com doesn't do that, they just go, those type of people want that want to do it themselves and or haven't got the budget or they feel they can do it better than experienced professionals, whatever, whatever the reason why they want to do it themselves. If if they don't have a really good offering, which they don't, let's be frank with it, uh, at the present moment on WordPress.com, they'll just go to Squarespace or some other solution. Anyway, I would prefer them to go to wordpress.com, you know, and I don't, it's a bit like what you said, Matt, I, I don't begrudge him and all the money he's made at all. Good luck to him, you know. Um, um, I, I, I start getting a bit iffy about it when he starts mixing up a money-making operation and encouraging loads of people to work for him for nothing. Um, I have a big problem with that, Matt. Um, yeah. I've, I, I You're think only that... jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got these 15,000 people to build my system and me, Jonathan Denwood, I'm struggling to find one intern. <laughs> 
I would suggest you read, you read what is um, so easy to read, and I you know this is it. So, so I, what do you reckon? School, I think sorry. there's a difference with although what Andrew says makes sense. I, I would say that that doesn't account for. <clears throat> I'm in the camp of people who would never use WordPress.com for myself or for a client because the the deal that you make with the platform is a significant deal. I mean, the one clearly to me the one differentiating factor about using WordPress all the way here in 2021 is that all the other SaaS platforms has evolved into, hey, they're terrific and easy and so on and so forth, but you can only access them to modify them, customize them, do things through an API, which is a significant deal with the devil. Well, you say like this, but it's not, that isn't true for the service provider, Andrew. I mean, I would definitely say that if you have a client and you're working on a Infusionsoft or one of the CRMs like Entreport, if you're trying to work with somebody who's using a Wix or Weebly or Squarespace or a Shopify, okay, on the one hand, you could become a Shopify you know, service person and you get put into the system where you get paid a, a king's ransom every month to fix stuff, but you're still doing it through the API. But WordPress is the only place I mean, really, the only place left other than going to the PHP archives where you can get your hands into the dirt and, and grow a garden for yourself or somebody. And I think that if Jetpack and all the rest becomes the, the press a button and get your WordPress.com, which is awesome, there will be a number of people that go for that. But I think on the other side of the table are all the amazing, crazy, cool stuff we do with access to the, the, the software that doesn't just go away immediately. And I think that is what is what we're left with. We're left with those of us who build with the code and then the ready-to-use platforms, including WordPress.com. And I think it's you're, a comparison that's speaking worth to the converted. I mean, I built, I built over the weekend, I built eBay. You know, and we know about coders. You know, we we I I had 10 hours sleep over the weekend with me, me, me and my developers rebuilding an auction website. And it's now eBay. I promise you, I'm not exaggerating. It, it, I'm so tired. It's crazy. And it's WordPress because the auction plugin didn't do what the customer needed it to do. But with Shopify, I promise you, learn liquid, learn everything. Tell Gymshark that Shopify is not, not adaptable. You know, a billion, a billion dollar company in five years using Shopify moved from Magento. So, and I get it, you know, Spencer, we know each other well enough. I, I really get it that, that WordPress is probably the way that you should go, right? I was a, conver a convert to WordPress. I've only used it for eight years. I was a Joomla boy before that, and I loved Joomla. Um, but there will be fixes. WordPress.com will become a cloud services website provider with everything that you can plug in for X amount a year, and that's what people will go for. So it would be hosting, plugins, no more. You know, I've got a website guy, a website that we've developed, a learning management website, which is based on Microsoft. We've tied it in via API through a WordPress website. It's still got 37 plugins on it because it needs it. And I've really drilled down on it. It really needs those plugins. We can't code it. Code I'm just it saying so it's, well. not, it's not a binary equation. I really feel at my heart of hearts, like I enjoy cooking and baking. Okay. I can buy anything I want at the Amazon with one button. It shows up my house ready to eat, but I still have them in a kitchen full of appliances and tchotchkes. And I buy supplies because I really like to bake or to cook, right? Especially now. I think that there will not be an elimination. It won't be either or. 
I agree that WordPress.com needs to become like a Shopify. It needs to be sophisticated and ready. And for the people who just want that experience, great. Put a couple add-ons, pay a couple people, and it becomes that. But there's still going to be those people that are like, look, I don't want to buy the bread ready to eat or the meal ready to eat. I want to make it. And for those yeah, people, it's the last yeah. game in town. Have a, my dear, have a. Um, um, it's, you know, to most of us, it's quite obvious that WordPress.com is going to become a hopefully a much better Squarespace. We have no problem with it. I don't have a problem with it. I don't think Matt Medeiros has a problem with WordPress.com. You know, it's just the way technology goes. Why has um, the beloved leader stirred such a hornet nest where I feel it could have been handled in a way that wouldn't have... Is it, is it that he just wasn't very good handling this whole situation? It seems to go on and on and on, really. Uh, I mean, I keep saying this every week that uh, there is a uh, unprecedented amount of fan love for WordPress and hate and just community built up around this over, what, 25 years now, maybe even longer. Um, I mean, there is a huge community here and they're very vocal and... um, so everything and and Matt is available. Like I mean, <laughs> you can actually like get him to respond to you. So um, like everything he does is scrutinized. So if yeah, no matter what he does or doesn't do, people are going to complain about it. And that I mean, I, I think it's a non-issue. Like the company's going to do what it's going to do. The people are going to complain about it no matter what so um yeah i mean matt keep doing you (laughs) (laughs) there's there's an element that spencer mentioned about uh about the people who wanted to do it yourself one of the the threads of my thought too in a lot of this is the another reason why i love wordpress is that it can it can give somebody an opportunity to make a living to get out of a, a dead end job, to uh, find side income, especially these days, which is why the whole five thousand dollar website thing, you know, hit me so hard. Is like in a time like this, are you really going to go after you know that space? Granted, experiment, trial, test, whatever you want to call it. There's a lot of people that could benefit from the weight of WordPress's brand to send in some business, and I think that from a education, like a web technology education. WordPress is fantastic from that. You have a GUI, you can learn HTML, you can learn CSS. Now there's JavaScript and all this stuff. I think it's something that is really, like Spencer said, one of the last things that you can pick up as an end user and feel so powerful. Meanwhile, this whole no-code movement, which is doing the same thing, it's empowering people who aren't super developers, people like me, like when I first used Drupal 4 with CCK and Views, I was like, oh my God, I am this almighty developer god now, right? I can do database queries without writing code. That's the same kind of feeling that a lot of no-code, low-code people are going through right now. Yeah, sure, they're starting their, their businesses, but that's still all an owned platform. You can still, as of today, move WordPress to hosts and do things with it that you can't do with these owned services. So I feel like 
protecting that, as crazy as that sounds, uh, is, is important because I think there's economies and there's opportunities to educate and to, to have people earn money with, with WordPress and not just, you know, grow your $100,000 agency business. Like, I need to put money on the table. I do this website thing on the side as part of my full-time job. So but I think it's important. Yeah, but he seemed, I'm only surmising this, I just want your feedback. He seemed to be hinting that he felt the reason why this dog won't be put to bed is because of people like you and people like me and other people in the WordPress community keep bringing up things. And he seems to be saying, well, it's me, folks. Uh, you know, you can trust me. Uh, um, um, I'm your benevolent leader. Benevolent you, know, you, you, know, um, you know, I've got your best interests at heart. Believe, you know. Yeah. Don't believe in these people. And then he comes, he starts trying to compare you to a conspiracy um, a pusher. Uh, I, I felt that very a very bizarre argument myself, really. I didn't. I didn't put too much weight into that. I know that that's what he does. He, he, you dismantle first. And Spencer probably knows this from like the law days is like you dismantle first, you smile. The weather is great, isn't it? Now I'm going to stab you in the back, right? Like, <laughs> like that kind of like approach to things. He's the master. At, yeah. Right? I right. I told you, my pet peeve is how he talks like this all the time. Yeah. 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 He's raging inside. Yeah, when he responded to my YouTube comments, like the first thing he says, oh, your video and your audio sounds great. And now let me give you these other nine points of like why you're wrong. It's like, this is a textbook like response, right? Which is why I started my interview off with, hey, I love Simple Note, <laughs> you know? And now, now let's dismantle the, these other reasons. Um, I, I think I, the I, word you want is disarm. Disarm, sorry. <laughs> um, the, at the, towards the end, and this is something that I've said before, maybe even on this show, I think that we are, and I say we all, I'm kind of just generalizing this, but we are the cannon fodder in his defense uh, of WordPress against the venture capitalists. A lot of people like to say that it's, it's just for the money. I think he is using, he's wedging Jetpack in there so people don't attack the WordPress core and be like, look what you could do if you put Google ads inside of every WordPress install, jokingly. But Jetpack is that defense mechanism. And he didn't, he neither agreed or disagreed to that statement. And it's sort of towards the end of the conversation. And I think that's his play. Like he's trying to outsmart crazy capitalists who look at that and want to throw him billions of dollars. And he's, he, he's trying to slow it down. Again, it's his thing of doing everything himself. He, didn't admit that he was a lot like a lottery winner and he's got enough money to, so he's not worried about the money. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, his, yes, money for himself personally, but now he also right. has, uh, you know, a, a company to be responsible for and the employees and, and yeah, but that so was his defense. So, so it's, it's about it's Sally, isn't it? About sustainability as well as as well as the, the venture capitals, you know, because if we if 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 WordPress dies, that's a big deal. Right. Well, that's well. That's certainly going to be a lot worse for everybody who has worked in in WordPress yeah. than. Uh, you know, if automatic uh, uh, takes on some business. I mean, I don't think that uh, a $5,000 website, which might come at first from uh, a marketplace that already exists because it's, you know, hard to, you, you don't necessarily want to invest into like building up a whole referral system 
uh, to lots of individuals if you don't know whether that's, you know, even going to take off. Uh, and, it, you know, if you go to WordPress, you know, VIP, you'll see, you know, here's a list of some of the awesome people that, that you know, build VIP sites and could be working with you and what they've done. Um, but, uh, yeah, if WordPress simply disappeared, uh, that would certainly be worse for my business. I don't know about any of the rest of you. Uh, but also, somebody who's truly just breaking in, like, for somebody who's truly just breaking into building websites, like, you can't imagine charging as much as $5,000, right? right? You're starting out with the like, here's a couple of hundred bucks for something that you're building for a friend while you're kind of figuring it out. Um, and uh, then, uh, you know, and there's a lot of people who, if they can quickly turn out uh, sites uh, that, you know, they might be doing you know, $1,000 websites or $500 websites and still making a, a nice profit margin. Yeah, we sound. Even even if your page builder charge you $1,000 a year oh, for 1,000 websites? Excellent. Uh, 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 yeah, well, that, that is a transition into the next thing, but $1,000 a year relative to, are you, you know, are you really building 1,000 websites a year? Right. Uh, even at $500 each, you, you could pay $1,000 yeah. for for that. Yeah, I think we're gonna we have enough time to go on to the next story. Um, and then we we'll probably have to wrap it up with our recommendations. But let's go on to another story. Mm-hmm. Elevator to roll out significant pricing hike for new customers. So what did you reckon about this one, Matt? Uh, I just did a, a piece on this last night, and my thought is it's totally fine. <laughs> uh, I don't think everyone's. I think everyone's getting headline shocked of the thousand dollar tag, and they're forgetting that you don't literally need to pay a thousand dollars to get this. I won't take too much time here. I think what they're doing is they're looking at exactly what we've talked about and said, "Man, it's going to be hard to compete against uh, Jetpack, Jetpack Gutenberg full site editing at WordPress core. Let's set our sites." on another person in the room who is a $2 billion valuation, uh, and that's Webflow. And let's go after that crowd. And in my piece, I kind of broke down the cost of Webflow in comparison to what Elementor is doing. Um, And I think what they're doing is trying to get into that more premium market um, as a a platform. Like everything else, they're not there yet, but in a year's time, there'll be more stuff inside Elementor where it's much more of a platform they're building their cloud now. They're putting it together as the plane flies, as I said in the in the piece. And I, I think that's just their mark in, in going uh, upstream and, and not trying to fight the, the low-cost uh, builder crowd anymore, as painful as it is for some folks. Uh, and all of, the, all of the blunders of launching it without good communication aside, <laughs> you know, um, I think that's the, the strategy. What do you reckon, Spencer? Well, I mean, I... I think we talk about this enough, Matt's hit the nail on the head as well, that you've got a scenario here where the old axiom in software space, especially the open source software space, the people with the least amount of money to spend complain the loudest. And so what you have is a choice always. Do I cater downstream to the groundslings or groundlings and you know deal with that? Or do I go upstream to the person that's going to write me a five, six-figure check and I hear from one person every once in a while because they're wearing big girl and big boy pants. And I think that's the only thing that makes sense as this marketplace evolves. Um, 
we've seen things with some of the other key plugins and including some of the ones that I participate in where the pricing is different. You know, it's $300 a year instead of $30 a year. A large number of people will balk at that. And how dare you? I mean, WooCommerce is free. How dare you charge? But the truth is, it's a filter. It's just like going on a date with somebody and saying, like, you know, uh, no, I will not have a hot dog with you at the hot dog stand. You have to take me to a real restaurant or something. If you can't do that, don't do that. I guess we're not going to get along because I'm looking for something different. So I respect this. The other thing is with Elementor, they've already taken a bold step in the past to break the GPL. And like some politicians have apparently gotten away with it, right? Their whole registration system already violates the GPL. But I think the reason they get a pass is because this, like WooCommerce's break in their own you know, history, will cause a rift between the people that really use this for business and the people that don't. And I like what they did because they didn't kill the people that were here. Everybody's grandfathered. And of the people that are new, I mean, honestly, one website, 50 bucks a year is, is pretty good value for what Elementor does. Now, you can use Elementor free and still get most of the value, but 50 bucks if you're doing anything. Yeah, I mean, they, they just have made a decision to say, okay, free people, talk to you later. Paid people, we're going to get you in a price that makes it worth us having you around, and ta-da. So the sooner the better, as far as I'm concerned. So, Andrew, what do you reckon? Just one phrase, it's about bloody time. <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're too cheap. You know, we need to grow up. We need to, like Spencer says, put, put our big boy and big girl pants on and value these people for what they are. They're $49. If I, if I just do one support ticket to them, they've blown that. It's 50 bucks to support yeah. one person. Yeah. So about time and congratulations to them, and I wish them well. I think it's great. Yeah, I thought they handled it. You know, I thought they had it in the way that you should handle it. You know, they got about enough, I think almost a month, to buy in at the old prices already. <coughs> and, um, yeah, I... I Good luck to them. I, thought, I personally think they should have done it quite a while ago, but there we go. What do you reckon, Sally? Well, you know, it's um, <clears throat> if you are building a, a hobby site, a personal site, is it like, you know, you're going to want to use stuff that's free. Fine. If you're not making money on it, not investing money on it, makes makes some sense. If you're making money on your website, you should be willing to invest some money in it because, uh, you know, that's how business works. Um, and if you're in business, these things are deductible anyway. Yeah. So I'm going to leave it to Heather. What did you reckon? Yeah. I mean, it, it comes down to the problem is that they're trying to make people make a decision now on will they make money in the future? And that's where people are coming up in arms. So like, they're like, oh, I might have a thousand sites sometime in the future. And if I didn't get in now, uh, I'm screwed. And so now I might have to pay $200 a month for the potential that someday this would save me money. But Or, or you pass it, it on to your clients and say, you'll need to buy your own one-site license. But that's the point. Yeah. I mean, it's like, if you didn't get in now, save the money if you're not making that much now. And then eventually just charge your first client an extra $1,000 a month for it. And then you're good. <laughs> Well, I'm going to go on to our... Can I say something about the Webflow comparison? So I've been spending a lot of time... Has anyone on this panel used Webflow, Andrew? Only a tiny bit. 
a little bit. Yeah. So, I mean, when you look at the pricing, I think a lot of us get lost in in fighting, not fighting, but arguing about the, uh, you know, mm-hmm. Wix, Squarespace, cheap stuff, right? And meanwhile, Webflow is a $2 billion valuation, according to an article on TechCrunch in January, this past January. Um, I know a ton of people in the no-code, low-code crowd who just swear by it. So there are people dumping money at it. And it just, it hurts my brain as a WordPress user because they charge you per user for team access. So if you're an agency of six people and you just pay monthly, not the annual fee, it's $45 an account per person to just have access to all of your sites in one place. So every agency is going to say, well, yeah, we're not going to be doing personal accounts and sharing stuff. So you're immediately paying like four to 500 bucks a month if you're a sizable boutique agency. And then what I love, I love what they do with the e-commerce is, well, I don't guess I guess I don't love it, but how they position it is their, their basic e-commerce plan is 30 bucks a month. And you're capped at 500 items and they take a 2% transaction fee and they brand all the emails that go out, which means all your customer receipts. And they say, you can only do up to $50,000 of volume in that store. And you only have three staff accounts. <laughs> can you imagine the limitation if, we're, if WooCommerce did the limitations? And then it goes up from there. It's 85 bucks a month if you want to remove the branding and, do up and, and give you the ability, giving you the ability to sell up to $200,000 a year, right? They tax people for doing business, but, but it's a good product. People are throwing money at it. So it works to charge money. This whole Elementor, spending money on Elementor thing is, is, is crazy to me. When you see people like Webflow on the rise, charging right. money. I, th- I think Webflow is, is interesting as a platform in a way that, that neither Wix nor Squarespace has interested me. Uh, and they also, you know, I mean, they publish a lot of content and, help tools and you know they they do some things really well uh yeah it's not going to be the bargain opportunity if you're an agency yeah but stuff. it's it's um it's linked to the bubble of this panel and i exclude heather a little bit from this you know most most digital agencies in the reno northern nevada area there's about half a dozen major digital agencies in northern nevada they might use WordPress, but they have no interest in this conversation in the podcast me and Matt make. They use WordPress because it's just another tool in a quiver. They they um, they they wouldn't even touch a website for less than ten grand. Most of their works between twenty to forty thousand dollars. You need to charge that amount when you've got 12, 12 to 25 people working in your agency. Um, you've got to charge that type of money to feed all these people. Uh, um, it's a to- um, That's their target audience, the kind of between five and maybe 15 people digital agency. And that's, it's not... Um, you know, you've got other people that use Squares and Squarespace. I know a lot of digital agencies that use Squarespace um, for exactly the same reason because they just don't want to get involved with WordPress and learn all this stuff. Uh, um, they don't want to be part of it. They don't want. In, it's just easier to use Squarespace or some other technology. That so we tend to get into a bit of a bubble. 
for understandable reasons. So, so let's go on to our recommendations of the week. My recommendation is a plugin that helps you with the media library. Oh my God, it does need some help, doesn't it, listeners and viewers? It's um. It needs a bit of loving care, doesn't it? So um, I've got a solution. I've got a product uh, plugin called Happy Files, and um, the free version is really good. Um, the paid version is, to say, a bargain. Um, it's only fifty dollars, unlimited websites. Um, go and have a look at it. It'll be in the show notes. So Sally, and please, um, panelists. Put all your recommendations into chat. It does help me. So, Sally, got anything you want to recommend to the listeners and viewers? Uh, I do. I'm just hunting up the uh, URL for it. Uh, So, next week, uh, which is uh, on February 18th, if you are uh, a meetup organizer um, or Uh, somebody who wants to, uh, uh, you know, diversify your WordPress group. Uh, There is an event uh, that is free, uh, and it's at uh, 9.30 a.m. Pacific, uh, and it's being offered by the WP Diversity team, and it's called How to Own Your Expertise and Start Speaking at WordPress Events. So it's aimed at two groups. One is individual members of, you know, WordPress users uh, from uh, groups that are underrepresented in their area. So, you know, the, like what category you fall into because does kind of depend on where you're, where you're from. But if, if you have been intimidated uh, and afraid to speak because nobody that you see speaking at any of these events looks like you, um, uh, <clears throat> this is an event that will help you get started being more confident about what you know and how to speak and um, teach you some tips for that. And if you are somebody like me, who's a meetup organizer, who um, you know abruptly noticed after nine years that, gosh, you know, um, this meetup is in a really diverse city, and ninety percent of our speakers are white, and that's really embarrassing. And you'd like to encourage people in your group, uh, you can uh, attend there uh, to help. Uh, uh, you know, learn more about how how to help develop the talent in your own community. Uh, That's right. I I put the link in the chat. Thank you. Eva, have you got anything you want to share with the listeners and viewers? Yes. So um, it's always fun to come up with cool uh, things, especially uh, during COVID times. So um, I have put a link to this fun, uh, fun with AI, Uh, upload your picture to it. Like, I mean, just your headshot, like, with any background, just but your headshot only, and uh, it will turn it into an anime character. Like I call it the Disney princess effect. Um, so like guys turn into like Prince Charmings and girls turn into Disney princesses. And uh, then like, I- I'm trying to start like a meme where everybody changes the changes their avatar just randomly without an explanation to this thing. <laughs> so, so here's the link. And uh, then just, and like do it with your cat too, because it'll turn it into like the cat filter kind of thing. So anyway, yes, I put the link to that. Uh, fun with AI. <laughs> oh, there you go. I oh, it gets gold star. Um, you'll be able to find all these links on the WP Tonic website 
on the show notes. Uh, Matt, have you got anything you want to recommend to the listeners and viewers? I would just like to throw out the plugin from uh, my employer, Casos, the seriously simple podcasting plugin. If you're looking to start a podcast on WordPress and you can even host your own podcast right out of WordPress, if it's going to be uh, a smaller WordPress, you're not afraid of bandwidth and file storage and all that fun stuff, you can use our plugin, seriously simple podcasting. All right. Well, I'll have a look at that. That's um, good. Spencer, good. Yeah. Um, Spencer, got if you want to share to the listeners of yours? Uh, I had a problem that came up the other day that one of the sites that I hadn't looked at, my domain did not have updated um, DNS for email. So, you know, these days in order for email to work on SMTP, you need to have SPF and a DKIM. Also, they recommend something called a DMARK and an XYZ and a PDQ and an LMNOP. But in any event, there's a tool that made this super easy over at elasticemail.com slash DMARC where... It just gave you the values and so it, with instructions for your popular DNS host. So you can just copy and paste it. And if anybody is having deliverabilities using an SMTP service these days, which is part of most transactional email, check out to make sure that your SPF file is up to date and it doesn't have multiple entries and your, your DMARC. Because if you put those in, things work. If you don't have them, they don't tell you that it doesn't work, but people just can't get your email and then think you're blowing you, they think you're blowing them off which is unfortunate. Yes. Yes. Um, Andrew, that, fantastic. Thanks for that, Spencer. Yeah. I've got to say about, you know, because I know that it was a tough job and it's been really hard work and it's taken a year to uh, have the thought process and I was involved in the kind of thought process around it, but Atarim.io is the new brand of WP Feedback. So IO and it's uh, and it's just what, do you know what the reasoning behind the name well, change is? Hebrew for you know um Vito is from Israel and yeah. uh Aserim is the Hebrew for space, web space, website, basically, website. And um the, the, the reasoning behind it is that it's more than a a, a feedback tool now. So it's on it's on the cloud. It can, you can run your team. I run my team, I've been running my teams, I've got eight people on my team. I've been running my team on WP Feedback since it's come out because I just made that decision because you've got timers, you've got a dashboard. As soon as the dashboard came out, boom, everybody works from the dashboard. Notifications come in, there's a screen grab, you click, one, one click, sign on. And what is happening with Atarim.io in the future will blow your head off because it will it will literally replace three or four tools that you're That's using for nice. communication, for web development and stuff like and, that. Um... Vito will be Vito will be joining the panel next week. He's a regular on our panel, and um, he will give us be giving us some more insights about his plans for world domination. <laughs> so he will be doing. That. Oh my god, what's that picture? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my god. oh, that's him! Oh jeez! Well, it's better than having Matt Mayerweg behind you. That he has a, a Matt. He has a picture of Matt Mayerweg. And he puts that every time he uses this, that. This, I, this, I, this is my. I tweet. get hot. I just did I, it with Heather's link, and if this is what I look like to you guys, I'm never coming up on the show again because this is a frightening. Uh, that is kind of alarming. <laughs> frightening. It's, it's you as a Pixar character. <laughs> oh no! Don't do that! <laughs> don't, don't do. He's just done it. He's put the other mat in front of me. I always get hot and bothered. That, that, well, yes, when your he, response he reminds me of opening the Lost Ark. You know, there's, like, there's a, a, a Matt. Matt Mullen, background is the new. Before, 
Uh, this 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 in this puppy. So, um, Sally, how can people find more about you and what you're up to? Uh, I am at Sally Getch or at WP Fangirl, pretty much everywhere. Um, and uh, <clears throat> the East Bay WordPress Meetup. If you just search for that, you will find the meetup. Uh, and yeah. since we're still meeting virtually, uh, you are entirely welcome to join us. I'm, I've uh, <clears throat> enlisted speakers for about the first half of, of the year, and I'm still looking to fill out the ranks for the rest. Oh, that's great. And Heather, how can people find out more about you and your whispering? I am Heatheriel everywhere on all of the things. So see me yeah. online. Right. Matt, how how can people find out more about you and what you're up to? Uh, if you want to learn more about podcasting, youtube.com slash castos is where I spend a lot of my time uploading content for castos, youtube.com slash castos and mattreport.com. That's great. And Spencer, how can people find out more about you and what you're up to? Fly west and take a left to Greenland. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, how can I find out uh, all about launchflows.com or go to wpfusion.com, click the free call. It's still free to talk about your marketing automation. That's great. And Joe, how can people find out <laughs> find out more about you? We got to you look shell-shocked, actually. Oh, uh, I've, I've just done my AP, I've just done that anime. There's no way I'm sharing that. What that oh, game please, please, Heather, you're please. evil. You are evil. It's crazy. <laughs> Um, you can find out everything about everything about me on thisisandrewpalmer.com. That's great. It's been a great show. Thank you, panel. I think it's been a great discussion. We'll be back next week with another WP Tonic Roundtable show. We'll see you soon, folks. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the WP Tonic Podcast, the podcast that gives you a dose of WordPress medicine twice a week. 